Hi everyone, it's time again to check into the VLGA newsroom to find the CEO of the VLGA, Catherine Art, working diligently away on the week's news and views. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Chris. How are you going today? Going very well, thank you. It's uh, it's an interesting time. As we were discussing with uh, Stephen Cooper on the governance update this week, it is election week and councillors are going out of office, the VLGA being uh, the body for the, the governance, the elected representatives of councils. Uh, are you talking to a few? Are they How are they feeling about the end of the council term generally? Oh, look, I think um, they're counting the days. Of course, those who are standing again are counting the days until the results come in. Uh, the VLGA, of course, is getting lots and lots of inquiries and inundated. Um, of course, having um, a name such as the Victorian Local Governance Association also means we get queries from uh, residents who think perhaps we're the VEC. So that always makes for some interesting correspondence where we, when we try and uh, forward them on to, to the correct agency where they should be speaking, we're certainly not responsible for whether or not they've received their ballot papers. Speaking of which, uh, and I expect all of our viewers have returned their ballot papers, but please, if you haven't, tomorrow, um, I think 6pm tomorrow is when you must return your ballot papers. And what a fantastic opportunity to be able to exercise your right to vote in these elections. And I think I, um, you know, actually made a comment about that yesterday on um, the Minister for Local Government was reminding people via LinkedIn to vote. Yeah. So please do so. So just to, to clarify for those who could be watching this at any time, of course, we're recording this on Thursday the 22nd. Uh, the close of voting is 6pm on Friday the 23rd. That's when you need to have your ballot packs in the mail. They can be received up until close of business on Friday the 30th, as long as they're postmarked and sent before that cutoff on the 23rd. What are you hearing about uh, the campaigning? Because uh, there's been a bit of talk about increased number of complaints being received by the inspectorate, something like on track for 40% more than last time. A lot of it relates to what I've seen some people describe as toxic social media behaviour. Are you getting calls about that from people wondering what to do? Look, we've seen a lot of uh, social media traffic on that, and certainly I've had conversations about that with uh, IBAC and also the inspectorate. The, the 40, yeah, look, there has been an increase in the number of inquiries that have come through to the inspectorate and also through IBAC now under the public interest disclosure, legislative changes, any complaints relating to the conduct of councillors go through to, the, uh, to IBAC in the first instance for almost a triage type of process. Um, they refer them back to the relevant agency then for follow-up. So many of them, of course, are going back to the inspectorate. Not all of those um, increased number of complaints and inquiries relate to the use of social media, but as this is the first social media election, of course, there are a number that do. It, it has been, I must say, disappointing to see some of those toxic social media posts. I, I know that Clay Lucas um, uh, had an article in The Age earlier this week, particularly in, in regard to some of the activities in Greater Dandenong, but I know that it's not limited to just that municipality. Um, it has also been, um, you know, observed in others. So I think that there's an opportunity post these elections for um, the integrity agencies and also organisations like the Victorian Local Governance Association to do a bit of an analysis of why that was and what sort of mechanisms we can put in place to reduce 
um, that sort of behaviour. I mean, we have people who are standing to be elected officials and one would hope that it's not those people who are engaging in those toxic social media posts. Perhaps it might be people on the outside um, because that's certainly not the behaviour that we would like to see our elected officials or elected officials to be uh, displaying. Correct. That, that's the point I was going to make, Catherine. I think it's a sign of the times, isn't it? We're seeing it in relation to other things. I think social media tends to be a microcosm of this uh, this this sort of behaviour because, you know, the keyboard warrior um, syndrome and people can hide behind fake names and pseudonyms, which I know is another way of saying the same thing. Um, um, and, and, and yes, I was thinking you would hope it's not the people who are actually standing for election and God help us get elected, uh, and that's the way they think it's acceptable to behave, mm. we need a way to call it out and point out that it is not an acceptable way to behave. And if you get in a council chamber and start doing that, um, there's going to be some serious repercussions. Look, absolutely. And in fact, I was just looking, um, uh, I saw a Twitter post this morning and it mentioned the e-safety commissioner. Uh, that's a federal commissioner from my understanding, but having a look at their the scope of their commission role, in fact, it does encompass some of these uh, cyberbullying and, and, and social media activities. So I thought I might investigate that a little further um, as part of our review of the election process, because certainly I think it must sit with some agency. Now, whether, um, you know, that you, there's an expansion of the inspectorate's role to examine those types of things. I must say, though, that this is just not limited to Victorian local government elections. Queensland, oh, sorry, Melbourne University actually held a lecture a couple of weeks ago looking at um, the impact of the use of social media in campaigning in elections globally. So this is a global um, trend, uh, the use of social media in campaigning. So I think that, you know, there's it's certainly a hot topic and, and, and something that we need to examine because it's only going to continue. One other thing I wanted to quickly touch on before we tell you about what's coming up next week, which I'm pretty excited about, um, the and, and we'll get off elections in a moment. Uh, so election day is nominally Saturday. Councillors go out of office at 6am on Saturday. Some discussion and confusion perhaps because people don't understand how it's going to work in this current environment around when scrutineers can actually get in to see votes being uh, counted. Uh, I think the message here is it's going to be different from one council to the next. It's going to depend on the, the, the number of ballots that have to be extracted in that first part of the process, uh, when they're going to get to, the, uh, to the, the point of being able to open the ballots and start to count them. So the message really here, Catherine, is uh, to talk to your own local election manager to understand the timeline that's going to apply in that council area. Yeah, you're exactly right. So um, a lot of uh, questions coming through from candidates, a little confused about that process. Um, the election officially isn't going to be declared until about the 13th of November. That's been the consistent messaging from the VC uh, and the Commissioner, Warren Gately. Now, from our understanding, um, as exactly as you say, it will be very dependent on the council, um, the ward structure in that council, uh, it's going to be undertaken in two parts, part A and part B. So candidates should expect that it will be different across the 76 councils that are up for, you know, election. And candidates should check with their election manager just to...
clarify in their own minds what the process will be for their council. And another important note for interested observers like you and I, we, uh, we can't be expecting to see results starting to be published uh, to the VEC website, possibly until midway through next week, the way I'm hearing those timelines are going to play out. There's, there's a number of steps the VEC have to undertake before I think they'll be in a position to be able to announce those results. So, so patience. Yes, indeed. Patience <laughs> is, the, uh, is the key. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk just briefly with you about our special live panel that's coming up next Wednesday. This is another uh, co-production, if you like, between the VLGA and LG Pro. We spent some time with uh, the panel this week to talk about the approach we're going to take. I've got to say, I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be the best one we've done yet. Yeah, look, this is a fantastic panel, Chris. We have um, Judy Valin, a former mayor, three or four times, I think she mentioned four, yesterday, four yes, Ballarat. Yes. Um, we have Peter Stevenson, a first uh, former mayor, councillor, but also monitor, um, Nolene Duff, a long-term CEO at Whitehorse and now the chief or Chair of Administrators at Casey, uh, and um, Melissa um, Scadden from uh, Justicia Lawyers. So Melissa um, works predominantly in the area of, of conflict resolution and code of conduct matters uh, with councils in the local government sector. So together, um, this panel will be talking about the role of the mayor and the fact that it is more than just a title, and I think it is going to be fantastic. All candidates should uh, attend at this stage. I think we have over 128 people registered. So um, look out for it and, and make sure you're there. And, and just following up from that then, we will have a more in-depth discussion about standards of conduct and code of conduct in another live panel on the 6th of November. So we'll send out some information about that shortly. If you can get one thing out of next Wednesday's panel about the mayoral discussion, uh, to my way of thinking, it's for people, particularly incoming councillors, to be thinking more uh, holistically and carefully and strategically about the process of appointing a mayor. Don't just um, you know, it's it's somebody's turn or it's based on longevity, et cetera. Really think about what you need in a leadership capacity at your council and take all of that into account. It's really about putting it into almost a job interview type process, isn't it? Oh, it, it absolutely is. This is a leadership position. It's not a political position. This position must lead a council, a group. It must manage, they must manage um, code of conduct matters and conflict. They are the spokesperson for the councillors um, to, to the, the municipal community. So it is a leadership position. Uh, we've got an interesting environment this year where in a COVID environment, the councillors may not actually even get to meet each other face to face. So they're going to have to make some of these decisions um, virtually and to get a sense of who might be the best person to lead them. Of course, we have a new local government act. There might be a sense that if you've been a councillor before, perhaps you should be the mayor. Again, that may or may not be the best choice, again, depending on the person's leadership um, capability and also their understanding of what the role is. So lots of things to consider. I think perhaps we should develop a checklist almost after the panel discussion next week to help people with their uh, decision-making. 
nicely put, Catherine. We might leave it there. With the public holiday coming up, what are you going to do with the extra day in your week and the 25-kilometre uh, capacity that you now have? Well, and also the unlimited time uh, available to exercise. I think I might have to extend my 10-kilometre uh, walk and, and go a little further, and I'll, I can do that at my leisure. So I'm looking forward to, you know, originally I thought, oh, public holiday, really, but I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's been a big uh, time, a busy week in the local government sector, so I'm looking forward to that uh, additional day. haven't heard any reports about Donald the Duck of late. No, I, 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 have, um, he, I have seen him on my travels, so very happy to report that he is well and happy in the Yarra River down near Federation Square. Good. All right. We're all well and happy. Thank you, Catherine. Enjoy the long weekend. We'll catch up next week. Hopefully uh, lots to talk about. I'm sure there will be lots to talk about. Uh, so we'll see you soon. See you, Chris. Take care. Catherine Art, the CEO of the VLGA with us in the VLGA newsroom here on VLGA Connect. Thanks for joining us.